Hello, everyone. It's me, Allison. The show is about to start, but just real fast, a quick reminder. I want to tell you guys, um, if you are doing some shopping, perhaps some Black Friday shopping, holiday shopping, etc. Like Christmas type uh, shopping? Christmas type, any sort of shopping at all. I have put together some lists on Amazon. Lists with things stuff. on them? Daniel, just... <laughs> Pipe down for one second. <laughs> Beauty stuff, makeup stuff, home stuff, kids stuff, podcast equipment, books I recommend, all of this stuff. And Daniel's dun, stuff? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Daniel's Corner, where I put stuff that I know that he likes. But Daniel has recently gotten way more involved, oh, yeah. and he oh, put yeah. together a special Christmas spectacular gift guide for you. You guys will not even believe it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's on there, but it's literally of some things. Lots of things. And well, a whole big stuff. caption explaining if his you process. you know someone who's exactly like me, they are going to love it. And here's where you go to see all of this. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. And we'll be adding to it. It's nonstop, you guys. Yeah. Okay, here's the show. Bye. You guys, I lied. I said the show was starting right now, but I have one more quick announcement. I'm co-hosting a new podcast. It's brand new. It's called Upworthy Weekly. I'm co-hosting it with a guy named Todd Perry, who I'm having so much fun with, although he is wrong about so many things, especially Christmas music, but also other stuff. But anyway, uh, Upworthy Weekly, we come out on Saturdays. Please give it a listen. Subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a comment, a review on Apple Podcasts that helps out the show so much, especially because we are brand new. As I've said, between one and four times right now, I've lost track. But anyway, please give it a listen. Uh, it's a lighthearted news podcast. We're taking a look at the most popular and engaging stories from the week before that ran on Upworthy. And it's uh, it's just what your holidays need. And then when the holiday, when we're past the holidays, it's just what that part of the year needs. It's just exactly what you need. Please listen to it. Upworthy Weekly, new episodes every Saturday, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a writer and director, but mostly he's Canadian. It's Rob Cohen. And she's a comedian and actress known to casting directors as, or we could go another way, it's Arden Marine. Chef Jeff is here to invade Ukraine if Russia won't freaking do it. And Tone Zone is here to begin hibernating until the next Star Wars show begins. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little clam cakes. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, that particular carbohydrate. And it was selected because it is a Rhode Island favorite, which relates to one of our guests, was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> by Tracy Metcalf. Yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun Patreon. bonuses and rewards. There's uh, episodes of The Friend Zone. That's my bonus Patreon podcast. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. You can submit carbohydrates. You can submit questions for the guests. 
We do Zoom parties. And you can see the video of what we are, the Thursday show videos, what we're recording right now. And more fun stuff, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And if you sign up for a year, you get two months free. So it is 12 months for the price of 10. I'm very excited to welcome to the show all of my guests. Please put your hands together. Arden Marine, hello. Hi, how are you? I know you have not been feeling well, so we will get into all that. And also, I don't think I've talked to you since I decided, but I've since undecided. But I, for a while, I was like, I'm moving to Rhode Island. That's it. Oh, you still, you still should. It's the greatest state in the world. I need to re-decide. And also, first time guest bringing the razzle and dazzle, as he said earlier, it's Rob Cohen. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Nice to have you here. So Rob's been to to Rhode Rhode Island. Island. He's been to Rhode Island. He's been to Rhode Island. Yeah, you have to go. You you should get out of this city and get to Rhode Island. Should I move to Providence? I was told I should. No. Okay, I'm getting a no. Where should I move? Arden is the mayor of Rhode Island. So what? what I mean, Providence is great. They you can get a beautiful Victorian house. Like yeah, move to Providence and then you can. Go get like a weekend. We can go, you know, Airbnb some weekend places. Well, I think I want to move to where, wait, Little Compton, I guess. It's yeah. Probably, like wherever it's very, you're It's very from. rural. It's very rural. So if you're, if you can deal with rural in March, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you, a lot of, because I grew up there year round. So it's like a lot of people are thinking like Memorial Day to Labor Day. So I would say maybe move to Bristol. Uh, it's okay. somewhere in between Little sure. Compton and Providence. It's got some blocks and stoplights, whereas Little Compton just has a general store and a coffee shop and a barn. But that sounds – did you say in a bar or in a barn? Barn. It's in a barn. Oh, There's okay. no bar. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so cute. I oh, love little country stores and whatnot. I mean, I get that you run the out of – I, I mean, haven't left my house in a long time. I think this would be – I love Dynamic. it there. That's where I was born and bred. I absolutely love it. And I, I could happily move back. But some people, like 12 full months a year, you might want to ease in by maybe starting in between Providence and Little Compton and starting with like a Bristol. It's a seaside town. You actually have some restaurants, things like that. I am so moving there. I've yeah, re-decided. Also yeah. joining us today, someone you know and love, it's Tony Thaxton. Hello. Hello. Here on are we are we gonna open behind the curtain here? That it's Valentine's Day? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm here on what was my day off. That's oh. right. Oh. I know. Thank I, you. I I you know how Tony likes to spend his day off? Filling in as a guest. Yay, so Tony. I think, you know, a lot of people fill their days off with recreation. And for you, this is recreation because you're not in the producer seat. You're in the guest seat. What a thrill. Yeah. It's also how you get to spend your Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, just exactly how a single guy wants to spend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allison, then- are you really thinking about moving to Rhode Island? Well, I have a husband and two kids who I don't know would be, and a dog who I, uh, she's she's game for whatever, who I don't right. know if they would be on board for it. But during the pandemic, like a lot of people, I was like, why am I here? I, right. I definitely don't love the Southern California weather. I'm doing everything on Zoom. Um, I really wanted to get back to the East Coast. And then watching Arden's Instagram feed yeah. convinced me because every great. single photo was so no, beautiful. It's- it is great. 
I, I'm telling you, it's, it is, it is, I'm not underselling it. I'm just telling you for, so you don't go and then have a dark night of the soul. Right. <laughs> go to Bristol. <laughs> And then go take day trips or get an Airbnb in Little Compton for the weekend. I, I, there was a while where I was like, we just need to go vacation there just so I can get this out of my system and like see yeah. if it's right for me. Yeah. I mean, moving there is a, is a large, it's like moving <laughs> to where that, Yeah. It's the equivalent of like, I'm going to move to, um, Ireland, like up a, an island off the coast of Ireland. Like it's rural. It's very rural. It's like stone walls and fields and like it is rural. And but- also, Yes, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the plus side of having having been to Arden's hometown is if you can get a place in that area, psychologically, I think you will feel so much happier when you're in Southern California because I share your thinking. But Little Compton is so magical. It's such an incredible place that if you can go there part time even to start or you know that the place is there, I, I would go there easily for a few months a year. I have to be honest with you. Anybody that's in Little Compton right now is so angry at the two of us, Rob, right now because they don't want anybody to go. Of course, because they it's are amazing. So ma- every time an article is written about, like, I would think most towns, every few years were picked by, like, the New York Times or, mm-hmm. like, whatever, like, the best small coastal things you don't know about or whatever, like, travel leisure. And they're, most towns would be delighted that they were chosen as the hidden gem. They are enraged. They do not want to be found because they've just been doing their thing for like 400 years. Of course. It's, the fact they, that they don't want me makes me want them they don't more. Want, they don't want any of us. They don't even yeah. want me anymore. Like they don't want any of us. They want none of us. They'll be nice, but they're like, they'd rather just like plant corn, do their thing, go out, maybe catch some fish. You know, they're just, they don't, they don't want the, people are coming to take Instagram pictures. They don't give a shit about that. Like they just are like, they've been cute forever. And now people know they're cute and they're like, I'm not trying to be cute. This is my grandfather's old farmhouse. Like I'm just trying to till the field. Yep. Yeah. I love it. And also joining us today is Jeff Fox. Hello. Speaking of being cute forever and not trying to be cute. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) I'm excited to be here doing the sound effects. Tony can just relax and I'll just take care of everything. <laughs> wow. It does feel nice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Tony, oh, my God. Jeff sent me a cat calendar. Jeff mm-hmm. made a cat calendar. I also Beautiful. received the cat calendar. It was the cutest. Oh, my God. It was Every the cutest. was my favorite. That cat. <laughs> wow. Jeff. He's actually going up on Instagram today, in theory. <gasps> His wow. debut. What's it, what's his theoretical name on? Instagram? I apologize to everyone whose texts I have not returned because my cat apparently got a hold of my phone, changed <laughs> the password, mm-hmm. started an Instagram for himself, and he's going to be Big Louie the cat on wow. Instagram and Twitter. That's oh exciting. God. I'm going to be following him immediately. These are yeah. my immediate plans. I'm moving to Bristol. And Bristol. I'm following Jeff's cat's account. Now, yeah. Jeff and Tony, you guys have been pretty quiet. Jeff, you were quiet, I know, because I did not introduce you. And Tony well knows that's just one of my things. I forget to introduce the producer yeah, I'm glad for that, a I'm long glad time. I'm to see that it's not just me. I guess it's just whoever is producing <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't take it personally. <laughs> um, but do you guys think I should move to Rhode Island as well? 
I would love to do something like that, whether it's New Jersey or Rhode Island. I spent a lot of time on Long Beach Island, New Jersey growing up and in my 20s. And at the time, you couldn't really be a full-timer there. It was just like Arden said, you know, they turn off the traffic lights off season and it was really far from everything. But now with the internets, I feel like I could be a full-timer at some small coastal town. Massachusetts has a lot of great towns. Mm, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options. What's the dark side? And without now at risk of uh, of offending a lot of people, which whatever, like what's the dark side of these small little towns? Well, I think I think in the winter it can be quite ice. I mean, it gets dark early. A lot of people that, you know, it's it's hard living. Like I think it's icy. A lot of the people that live there actually are farmers. So like if they go to bed pretty early because they have cows and things, you know, so hmm. so it is fairly it can be isolating in the winter, I think. Um, so it depends how much human interaction you need year round is quite, turns out not much. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I, Ashley, I and Jared live in Rhode Island from the bachelor. They moved there. They just had their baby. Uh, yeah, I think, I think there's a way to do it where I think you would get the benefits, but still feel like yourself, I think in more of a Bristol. <laughs> it's literally like moving to an island, like a somewhat isolated island if you move to where I grew up. It's it's very like there's no there's no stoplights. It's just like crickets and it's very quiet. Well, how old are your road. kids, Allison? Uh they are five and three. Five so, and almost three. It's a nice place to raise kids. Yeah, and, and is your husband's job require you guys to stay in LA? Well, theoretically, except that it seems like they're not going to be making them come back to the office anytime soon. And I know this because they gave all of them an office chair budget. Feel free to get yourself a nice office chair. And I said, that means we're staying. That means we could buy buy it at the Rhode Island home goods store. I love, oh my God, they've got great home goods there. So what if you- So many home goods. Why don't you uh, go rent a place? Are your kids back in school physically? Yes, but it's preschool. Oh, why, so why don't you go, just to go a, rent a place? Yeah, go for a summer. Or go, yep. go try June somewhere. It won't be quite as expensive as July. Done, Tony. See, I I think that you? Uh, <laughs> you talk about not liking the Southern California weather. I think though, and I know you used to live in New York, Thank so you. you have some East Thank Coast you. experience. That's right. But being away from it for so long is very easy to forget that weather because not just the winter that Arden was talking about those summers can be so fucking disgustingly humid but if you're in Rhode Island you're by the beach yes Mm, bam and you know me I don't feel like myself (laughs) unless I'm in a bikini I gotta tell you I also don't like the Southern California weather and you're not alone because I know it's an unpopular thing to say I also don't like it it's too much for me it's assaulting it has been like in the 80s it was 90 especially Burbank it's especially hot so I do this other podcast Upworthy Weekly and we rate our week and my co-host Todd Perry had a well, he didn't have the best week, but the upside of his week was how warm the weather's been. And I'm like, that's insane to me. Yeah, you could be in, you could be in the snow right now, though. But it I should like be. That. That's appealing that. to me. I it's like February. That. Yes. I yeah, it. it should. It. I'm with Rob exactly. and Allison. Yeah, exactly. I will say this, and I, I know this isn't going to win me any uh, Southern California Auto Club awards or anything, <laughs> but the weather in LA is horrific. 
Agreed. Uh, it's it's overly lit constantly. There's rarely any clouds in the sky. And when Agree. it's when it's a ninety degree Halloween or Christmas or February, it's it's uh, suicide uh, adjacent because it's just it's unnatural. But it's just it shouldn't be this bright and sunny all year round. And and there's a reason you have seasons. So I'm all for getting out of here and going someplace where there's seasons. I've Does- had some dark nights of the soul because of the sun here. Yeah. It's the worst. Does yeah. the Auto Club give out awards? They do. Just, just to rub. Just yeah. to rub. <laughs> they actually, I, you can't see my closet, but it is packed with them. I have to get rid of them. But yeah, they, so uh, many. It's the worst city for weather. You lose track of time. Yeah. That's why there's all these people meandering around Venice Beach that are, they were got here when they were 10 and now they're 80 with a back tattoo. They don't know what happened. <laughs> that and the, I remember when I first moved here and I moved here. I was lucky enough to move here with a job and I was like, okay, I got to get a place. And I went to the Beverly Center and it was like Tuesday at like noon and it was packed. And I remember thinking, is there a sale? Like what's ha- – what, ta- what is happening? And then I realized, no, that's just Los Angeles. And then I'm like, where does everybody get their money from and why does nobody seem to have jobs? And that's been my experience ever since. Can't figure it out. <laughs> Can't figure it out. Everybody in New York had a day job. Um, Okay, so a lot of important things to get to. First of all, as hinted at before, or perhaps just said out loud, today is Valentine's Day. I've been happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thank you, lovers. Valentine's Day. I (laughs) have been surprised at how many couples are posting Valentine's to their partner on Instagram today. Yeah. Um. And I'm not trying to shit on people who are in I am. I, I am in a marriage. I'm not trying to shit on people who are in relationships. But I just feel like this it, it strikes me as a new thing. I'm sure it's not. I just haven't noticed it every year. But to me, it's like does every do, do people always post their their significant other on Valentine's Day? When did this I, start? I think they have. And that has never been me. I have to no. say, I think I think people love getting credit for being in a relationship on Instagram. And I think they also fear that if they don't do it, that their spouse is going to be mad, that they need to publicly declare it. I think this has been going on forever. I guess because I get that on birthdays. I just didn't know we were also doing it on Valentine's Day. I think people do because I've never been that person. And then I've always felt like, am I supposed to be that person? Because yeah. I, I just growing up in Rhode Island, that feels like you don't do that. You just keep it, keep it under wrap. It feels yeah. braggy. I feel like you just keep it under wraps. You don't want to jinx it you know right it feels like the virtual equivalent of sending your significant other flowers at work so that other people see that they are getting flowers yes i mean this is my this is my first year dating taylor swift so i (laughs) she's all about instagram yeah so if she wants to be public that's what she does so yeah sure she loves it yeah relationships are give and take so i'm gonna this isn't a hill i'm gonna die on with her right i'll let her have it Rob is very private. Rob's a private guy. I, I don't understand any of that stuff. And it's also, I, I'm still baffled when somebody posts a photo of their meal because oh. I don't understand what's the win. Like you, you're congratulated for having calories <laughs> or you went someplace, but yeah. the meal already happened. So I don't get any of that, but especially something that's so personal. It gives me the chills because it's so uh, um, emotive which I think is uh, uncomfortable. But Rob, you host a podcast all yep. about bad dates sure. called the Bad Dates Podcast, which yep. Jeff produces, which Arden has been on. Yes. 
That's pretty personal and emotive, don't you think? It, it is, but the whole... You didn't know you were going to get grilled. You thought you were just coming here to have a good time. No, yeah, no. Rob. I, uh, I love being uncomfortable. And uh, <laughs> the whole purpose of that was just because so many people I know, and myself included, have had these crazy stories for so long that it felt like uh, in the middle of COVID, why not see if this thing uh, worked as a podcast? And... Uh, you know, Arden has amazing stories and great friends of ours like Dana Gould and other people just all have crazy stories. I'd known Arden and Dana's, but other people that have come on uh, had incredible stories. And then there were other a few select weird ones I had. So it just felt like a, a, a conversation pit for people to uh, talk about stuff that everybody could relate to as far as terrible dates. And Got Rob it. has the craziest stories. Rob is a crazy magnet. I don't know yes. what I don't know what force field is going on around him, but he is a crazy magnet. He's not crazy, but he's a crazy he's a magnet for crazy people. Thank you. I knew when Rob when he was single and I've seen it in action. I have seen crazy drawn to Rob yes. like a, like a lightning rod. Just Thank crazy you. loves Rob. But yes. do you love crazy? He must. You know, um I would say my honest answer is there's uh, when I was younger and my crazy radar didn't function as well, I found it exciting. But uh, then I would realize there's different levels of crazy. So when I would hit maximum crazy, uh, <laughs> that would be too crazy. And then there's other times like, oh, this is fun. It's not going to be long term. And Arden has certainly witnessed a lot of those experiences. But uh, I would say to the person's credit, they were uh, always a nice person. And uh, just had an interest. It was just very uh, intriguing. But then there would be a, a point where I, it was time to save my life. God. We all dated crazy probably at sure. some point in time, right? Allison, you probably I dated only something. I only dated crazy for yeah. the yeah. longest time. It's more yeah. fun. It's more yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 What's, so what's the appeal? Like, Arden, what do you think it is about Rob that draws crazy people into his What's orbit? the appeal of Rob's? So the crazy well he's funny i think i think um i don't know why i picture a woman slightly on pills <laughs> <laughs> rob is really tall he's really funny he's nice you know and like and like he's 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 the one, he's a very curious person. So, like, it's fun to travel with Rob because wherever you go, he's sincerely one of the most curious people I've ever met. So he'll probably engage with crazy a little bit. And then he has such a unique sense of humor that all of a sudden crazy is like, wait, what? This tall drink of water, who? And then locked and loaded <laughs> game on, you know? He's like this tall, cute, really <laughs> funny, curious. So he lures them in with a few questions, gets a couple punchlines, and then uh, that coupled with a couple of like rosé all day or a couple <laughs> of pills, <laughs> there you go. I would say, first of all, thank you. You're welcome. Um, uh, and I won't say any names. Uh, Arden, you could probably guess, but there there have been times when it's been – the crazy has been at such an extreme level. However <laughs> – the person's genuine, interesting, uh, charming personality and and positive qualities were also at an extreme level. So it was like this this snare that I at times was thrilled to be entering, but also the back of my head I knew that I would end up suffocated in a field. And uh, 
Uh, but I only had to dig you out of a field once. I know, but it was that was dirt was just like I couldn't breathe, and it was like I think I'm going <laughs> to die in this field. She um, was so small, but she really got you under there. <laughs> I know she was really bony. It's like why don't I just like punch her and she'll be out? Uh, I think it's also just being a naive young idiot, and also coming from a place besides L.A. You find some elements uh, when you're in Los Angeles, whether it's showbiz related or not, to be so interesting that you almost want to explore it a bit more than you should. See, that was my thing always. Like there are people who see the handwriting on the wall and they're like, that's it. I'm out. And I'm like, hmm, what does that say? What else is going to get written on? Like I would always need to stay in situations far longer than other people just and and I think I had some rationalization in my mind of like well I don't want to judge the person in fact I remember my very first therapist I said because I was talking about the reason I started going to therapy was because I like was in this relationshipy kind of I was like obsessed with it I didn't see it this way but the person who recommended I talk to someone about it saw it this way I was like obsessed with this guy who wasn't that into me um, but was into me enough to keep me, you know, into him for, for years. And, uh, I remember sort of explaining the situation to, to this, the first therapist I ever saw. And then I said something like, you know, blah, like, well, he doesn't have his driver's license and his blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I don't want to judge. And she was like, why not? That's like <laughs> one of our, you know, the, the best, uh, defenses was not, not the word she had, but like our, you know, sort of the, a really strong tool that we have. Um, so I had all these things propped up to explain why I wasn't saying like, you know what, I don't think this is for me. But really, it's just that I was fascinated by the situation. I was chasing the attention that had been there at one point. Um, mm-hmm. And I was intrigued. And I was like kind of bored in my regular life, I think. Yeah. that I, I mean, this is just my opinion. And again, one of the reasons when I was first discussing with Jeff about the podcast is it's there's a reason that I'm, I'm fascinated why people stay on the date. Like there's, there's sort of the social obligation where like I've, this person's met me at a restaurant. I need to see it through. But when you hit landmines so early on in the evening, why do people stay? And, uh, there's one date that I went on where to the girl's credit, we had just sat down and she immediately told me within a year, she wanted to be a mom and married. And I stayed like an idiot because I didn't want that. I didn't want to be a mom Mm. and married. But uh, <laughs> she but wanted I, it for you. No, but she I stayed. To be a mom. And, and like an idiot, we ended up going out for six months because oh. she was very clear with what she wanted. And that ended up breaking us up because she wanted what she wanted. But I was like, okay, I know you're saying that. But <laughs> but what do you, what's really going on? I and, think that people, you I've can't date. There are no fixer uppers. People let you know who they are. And yes. you cannot date potential. You cannot date like, oh, they'd only be so great if blah, blah, blah. Like, yes. I do think part of Rob's appeal too was Rob did not want to commit. Absolutely. And, and I think the women of Los Angeles saw that as a challenge. It's like, but does he really not want to commit? Like, yeah, I have, a, I have a question about that because – I did what you, tons of times I did what you did in the reverse where I was like, he's saying he doesn't want anything, but he keeps calling me and he's always, he seems so happy to see me. So I'm going to go by the vibe for, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. and this was like before anyone had recommended that book. He's just not that into you. And I think before I'd seen that episode of Sex and the City when everything really clicked into place, but this was either, either these kind of conversations weren't 
happening in culture as much or I just wasn't privy to them. So I didn't realize how kind of by the book my behavior and, and the guy's behavior was. But anyway, um, when you would say to someone, I don't want a commitment. Right. What was it that you were actually looking for at that time? Well, as as a young, stupid male, most of the times it was uh, companionship or you want to have a good time or you really found the person interesting. But I could never see myself in any capacity meeting somebody and being like, yep, that's the person I'm going to marry. And so this is all just the runway up to the wedding. It was, I would rather have baby steps where it's like, let's see if we enjoy ourselves on the second date, or let's see, are you good to travel with? So, uh, because I'm basically a robot, I would apply <laughs> Vulcan logic to all of it. And, and it would be like, let's view this scientifically as opposed to emotionally. And I think okay. Arden's right. There'd be people that would be confused. And it's like, oh, interesting. I, I feel like uh, he's rejecting me. Okay. Go I, I want to also say on behalf of these gals. Oh my in God. Here's the problem. <laughs> I'm a, in defense of these women. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, because I've traveled with Rob in some of these. Rob sure. is a, Rob was, Rob is now married. Rob mm. was a great boyfriend. He was attentive and sweet and like he like he was always up front. He was never saying I want to he was never saying I want to get married. I want to move it. He was never saying that. But his actions, he was such a good boyfriend. Yeah, I I would be like, he doesn't know what he wants. I could see how these poor gals would just be like, what is happening? You know, (laughs) like I would watch like again and again. And he was a great boyfriend. Yeah, but why can't people be, first of all, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't know what I'm thanking you for, but thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, You're welcome. I would say to, uh, uh, it, there was so many, um, I was very fortunate to be able to meet and go out with some very interesting people and creative people. <laughs> and they were really interesting. So it was uh, maybe I was bad at communicating, but I genuinely found them and their personalities and the whole package intriguing. But I like to learn it the same way. It's like if I'm having a meal, I I will just take it slow and incrementally. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them probably said what you just said, Allison, which is, but what is what's really going on? Like, why is he being so nice to me yet he's saying this? So if that was right, confusing- for most, and I'm making a gross generalization here, but for most sure. women, I think you you wouldn't get that invested with someone if you knew this has a definite like end in sight. <laughs> I mean, there were guys where I, there were guys where I knew like this is not the kind of person I would ever want to end up with, but I'm having a fun time now, and that's what I would say. But really, I was like all in yeah but it's uh, again i think it's different generally speaking for guys and certainly younger guys and i i really was genuinely trying to establish some sort of career in a very unstable environment so to me the focus was more on that than settling down and because that wasn't a priority i think that but you were like 40 no, I, I waited as long as I possibly could, uh, but but it was also just uh, not. It was never a driving force with me, and yeah, so that makes sense. There again, like the girl that I mentioned, 
she's married, she's got kids, incredibly successful, but she just laid it out there uh, when we sat down. And so I thought that was great because she saved all this time. So I just was, I didn't understand why people were confused by my message, which I think was pretty clear. He was up front. I will say he was up yeah. front. So I mean, Rob was very clear. <laughs> Painfully he clear. was very he was very clear and he was a great boyfriend so i could see that if you were a, a woman who wanted to get married and you got this great boyfriend who's very upfront right. i could see how this <laughs> i could see how it would have been crazy making yeah. there's a conflicting message of rob's there's no place for emotion in relationships straightforwardness but then covered with his pastiche of Canadian politeness. He was sweet. Oh. He's, a ni- he's a nice guy. Canadian politeness comes off as like Peter Niven. You know, it's like wildly charming that he didn't throw a drink in my face. And well, he's, he's sweet. Oh, he's yeah, sweet, sweet and funny. He's a kind. He's attentive. He's great. He's got a cool career. He's got an awesome house. Like, he's, you know, he's fun. His friends are fun. Like, like It's so funny that what Rob is saying – Tony, I'm curious if you agree. Like, I know that Rob, Rob is in saying, hell right now. Rob is totally, dying that he's the center of attention. Rob is in hell right now. I'm, what I'm saying perfectly makes, makes sense. Or what he was saying. Like, <laughs> this is not my focus. I, I do not want to settle down right now. And yet, I guarantee there are people listening who are probably women. Again, I don't want to make generalizations. Who are just like, but if he's acting so nice and in a relationship, that doesn't make sense. Tony, do you see what what what's your what's your what's the tone zone reaction here? Uh, I mean, I'm so terrible. I don't I have so little experience dating. So, like, I'm terrible with all this stuff. I'm trying to figure it out right now because, you know, I've mostly I've been in a handful of relationships. I've always been like a relationship person that have just sort of spawned out of friendships and then went on for a long time. And then I got divorced right before the pandemic, as regular listeners know. And then, you know, the world shut down and that kind of made it hard to try to date. And I've been trying to now. So, like, I'm trying to figure out how to. So I, I'm going through the other side of that right now of, of the same thing of, like, if somebody's nice – uh, it's like, yeah, okay. Are they just a nice person, or are they interested, yeah. or what's go? I don't, I don't, I have no skills at interpreting that. But that is, uh, first of all, I-, I love it inside the tone zone. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a nice. It's like it's like Rhode Island. It's a nice yeah, place. It's it's the opposite of Los Angeles. <laughs> but, <laughs> tone zone. But I think it's uh I think it's also where you're at and and how you're meeting people because uh, Arden and I, uh, uh, this is my opinion, are are so fortunate to have a group of friends that we're still friends with that are just great, funny weirdos. They're just super ding-dongs, but they're good, good people. And so when I look back at that, I go, yeah, this has been a consistent relationship where the person at the beginning of that is still the person that they are now. And I think... If you're dating, it's very rare that at the beginning of any encounter, you immediately know what the person's like and their quirks and their tastes. So it's that slow bit of knowledge that you're gaining where people, they have all these exits off the highway and, and I would just drive very slowly on that highway. And some people (laughs) I, I met would be like, are we there yet? And that would freak me out. So I would just bail. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of meeting people and consistency and whatnot, I'm glad you're meeting me now when my hair is looking extra full and lush because it's a little more full and lush than it may have been if you had met me, say, you know, a couple months ago before I started washing and conditioning my hair with Vegamore and also using their Grow Serum. Vegamore is a transformative 100%. By the way, Rob, I'm the queen of segues. Um, it's a transformative 100% vegan and holistic approach to hair health that leverages smart botanicals clinically proven to promote visibly thicker, fuller, longer looking hair. Vegamore's Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit and Grow Serum work together to create visibly thicker hair and improve your hair from the roots. It's easy to use. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with the conditioner for prime results. Follow up your wash routine with a daily dropper full of the serum. Apply to your scalp, massage in and done. It's that fast, just that easy. I really, really like the shampoo and the conditioner and the serum. Um, They have like a sweet citrus smell and I feel like my hair just looks better. Um, All the products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, never contain parabens or hormones. My hair is looking thicker and fuller and I'm getting my confidence back thanks to Vegamore. Try Vegamore risk-free for 90 days. Trust me, you're going to love them. Go to vegamore.com slash BFF and use code BFF to save 20% on your first order. That's Vegamore. Now listen to how it's spelled because it might be different than you're thinking. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash BFF. Code BFF to save 20% at vegamore.com slash BFF. And I also want to tell you guys about Thrive Cosmetics. Um, I've been talking about Thrive Cosmetics on other podcasts, uh, ones that they weren't even sponsor a sponsor on. I am wearing the liquid lash extensions right now and I'm also holding it up. Um, I used a... De- <laughs> Took a took a very close gander at my <laughs> lashes. Um, I used a different brand of mascara. I was very loyal. I used the same one from the time I was like 16. And so this is a big deal that I've completely changed. I'm now on like my fourth tube of it or something. Um, it's a tubing mascara, so it doesn't smudge. It just like kind of come it, it comes off with water. It's really it's really revolutionized my eyes, you guys, and it'll do the same uh, for you. Thrive Cosmetics, and it's not, the, and I'm also using their eye brightening um, thing and their lip gloss. And uh, I actually like, I love all their stuff. Uh, it's high performance beauty and skincare that's made with clean, skin loving ingredients, no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, certified 100% vegan and cruelty free. Uh, Cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash Allison. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S. So thrivecosmetics.com slash Allison for 15% off your first order. Um, okay. A lot of stuff to get to. Can I just compliment you? Your yes. hair it was oh. more upfront than I was because it's clear when I... Thank when you. I met your hair and immediately I knew it was silky. It and was thick. healthy. Thick. It was thick. And it said Lush. hello. Uh, and Rob wouldn't have Rob wouldn't have talked to you a couple nope. weeks ago. Nope. Thank God your hair is thick now because Rob would not have talked to you. Yes, I forget it, girl. Love that you are picking up what my hair is laying down now. Hell yes. Speaking of hair, 
I need to tell you guys a story about my husband and about hair stuff. And now normally, Rob, you might not know this, but normally my husband is on the podcast, but he couldn't do it today. So Tony, you have to pretend to be Daniel and you have to, when I ask, oh, you have to guess what Dan, what my, the, okay. So Daniel, <laughs> when I met, he always has, he had short hair. I what didn't even the know. Fuck? That's right. Till oh. well into our relationship. It might not even have been until my children came out of me and I was like, they have curly hair. Or I have naturally curly hair. But what I didn't know is that my husband has very curly hair. But it was always like so short. <laughs> it was always so short that I had never seen it. Well, in the pandemic, he's decided to find himself hair-wise. So his hair yes. is getting pretty big. And he's always said the thing about my hair is it doesn't grow. This sounds like a, a spot. It's not. Um, it doesn't grow down. It grows out. So it really does. It's And he keeps saying to me, like, do I look crazy? And I'm like, you really don't. I, I like this new hair you. But as part of this, he's been reading up on like how to handle curly hair and there's a blow dryer involved and there's a hairbrush and stuff. So he bought himself two hairbrushes. And I keep walking into the bathroom and his hairbrush is on my side of the bathroom. This has been happening, it feels like for maybe eight days or maybe even longer. And finally today it occurred to me, wait a minute, he is putting his hairbrush all the way. What is happening, Tony? Yeah, I, I have a theory. But what do you think is happening? This is not normal. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think anything is happening. I think it's just ending up there. And I, How? I, There's only that. I mean, unless one of our children is coming in and moving it, it's just Daniel and me in this bathroom. But it's just a and, brush, right? Yeah, but I mean, okay, so I have, let's see. I have five-eighths of the counter, and he has Mm three-eighths. And that brush is usually, I I place it in his three-eighths, and then it comes back all the way to my side. I'm just going to tell you what I, yo, everyone, first of all, it's it's clearly some sort of gang shit, some sort of street stuff. So you're in danger. Uh Oh, you're in a lot of danger. This is worse than I thought. You're in a lot of uh, beautiful hair trouble. Oh, no. But- but uh, I think that he is so, this is my honest guess, he is secretly checking his hair out and brushing it and primping in the mirror. And he's so uh, enamored by what he's seeing that he kind of drifts to your side of the bathroom. Yes. And then he's like, oh, shit, I don't want to get caught checking myself out. So he drops the brush mm-hmm. and leaves. So he's he's kind of fascinating himself and forgetting to sort of clean up the crime scene. I think you might be right. <laughs> it's classic Daniel. What I think is happening is I think it's been so long since he's had a hairbrush like this that he think he's forgetting that it's his. So then wait, but then by my logic, am I suggesting that he's using what he thinks of as my brush every time? I think he's putting what he thinks is my hair tool back on my side. And he's probably like, why does she keep putting her thing over here? I think he wants to look good for his lady. I think he's like, she's telling me that he's feeling a little vulnerable because it's yeah, growing out. Yeah. And I think he's like, but it's not growing down. And you're like, no, no, I like it. He's like, you do. I feel like if a person who's never paid attention to their hair is now looking at like hair things online and he's like, is it okay that like, okay, this is out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but my lady's kind of feeling it. I think he's kind of feeling himself, but a little bit tender. I say just keep kill him with kindness. Go with the flattery. Tell him how great – who cares where the hairbrush ends up? 
Oh, if I do. If you like it. If you like it. Does he look I, good? It looks good, but I care about preserving my side of the bed. I mean, this is right. the kind of fun person I it's am. It's a turf war. It's, it's a, a turf it's war. Totally. A tr- I'm going to have to annex. Don't do it on Valentine's Day. You're right. I would say Thank not you. on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Do not do it today. This on a different really day, advice. be like, you look so hot. I, lo- I am here for your hair journey. Hey, listen, keep it on your side or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you get, yes. I'm going to put you in the desert where Rob Cohen used to be. Yeah. Like, I, but I'm, you're so hot that, like, I love it. But if you put it on my side one more time, that's it. But, like, ooh, you're, like, yes. you are the hot bad boy, but even a hot bad boy can't get away. You, I'm not here for that because you've got right. me noticing and interested, but I want mm. my space. Yes. It's COVID. We're like extra it. weird during COVID. We're yeah. a little tender about our areas. I really want to. To kick him out of the bathroom entirely because we have another bathroom. Can you kick mm. yourself out and just go take the other bathroom? No, but then this that one's would be like losing. Better. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm not going to seed the bathroom. You know what I would do is I would this take is the, the hairbrush. Bathroom. I'm assuming it has like a flat back to it, right? Yeah. So I would either have your kids or you make a bullseye on the back, or you put some lipstick on and kiss the back. So there's a thing, and you say, if your hairbrush is on my side again. I'm going to use it to paddle your man plums into pancakes and I'm going to hit your nuts right here. And then he'll be so thrown that you've been so aggressive with this brush that he will now want to keep the brush on his side because you've threatened him. I mean, man plums into pancakes. I will never forget. Well, I'm coming (laughs) over to give you that too, too, in 40, 45 minutes. But uh, I think if you, if you sort of jokingly say, uh, if I find your brush on my side again, I'll kill you. Uh, he'll appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll respect it. Here's the risk, though. If I say this, I might receive a list of my infractions in return. <laughs> Even though we pride ourselves on not keeping track like that, I just suspect it might not come out immediately, but it's opening the door. You know what, though? We got to get it on the table. This could easily escalate into a line painted down the middle of the house, a la the Munsters. That's true. Thank you have you. to be careful not to escalate. You Thank could also you. go online, order the biggest oversized comedy hairbrush that you can get, <laughs> and then you take yes. that and start brushing your hair, then put it on and his leave side. It on his That's side. exactly what you should and do. And then he's like, "What is happening?" And then he'll he'll be so thrown yes. that you just don't even mention it. Right. And, and it, you just got to get in this guy's head because I'm so sick of Daniel and his shit. I and- know. So it's sick so of- Dan. It's, his- they, he calls it the – his last name is Quants. And it's like, oh, it's the Quants method. This is the Quants method for leaving his shit on my side of the bathroom. But you know what? Quants. What he's going to come back with is I leave – look. You don't get to have <laughs> luscious, beautiful hair like this without leaving a few strands behind every time Obviously. you take a shower. Obviously. So I leave it in the shower – and then, you know, quarterly, I decide to toss it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> quarterly. And so he, and I didn't even, it had been there for a couple of days before I noticed. He made a little plaque, like an art installation, and oh. put it under the wad of hair. Okay. <laughs> and okay. it was, but it was so funny and so perfect. So I think you're right. He's opened the door for like novel novelty in the bathroom. It's the Quants Quaff. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. Quants Quaff is really taking it up a notch. Mm-hmm. He is feeling himself. He's he bought like, a beta pomade. Yeah. He's he's feeling 
I mean, again, I feel like all of it is to please his lady. I think he got some compliments from his lady and he's gotten all green lights of like, go for it. But the Quaz Quaff is now getting a little cocky. Yeah. And he's got to like back up the bus That's a little right. bit and he's better step back or it's uh, plum pancake time. Yeah. <laughs> or you just simply one day you make the brush disappear and you don't mention it. Ooh. And that way you're, you're not pointing out infractions. But then does he have the balls? To right. say, hey, have you seen my brush? He will have to go get a comb or something else. And if it right. happens again, right. then you freak out. Oh, but that's I think so good. I didn't even think. I'll just, I'll just, just disappear. I'll it. just, yeah, I'll just put it in Hide the drawer. Hi. Yep. Ooh, that's good. And here's my, here's my other thing. Um, so I was a guest on a podcast recently, a very, very fun podcast. It has a, I'm, and for some reason, I'm not going to say the name, just uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> he kept very, saying very this word, certain word. It was weird. So fun. No, um, no I, was, I was a guest on a podcast that has a following. So I was like stepping into their world. And I really wanted to do a good job on this podcast. I think because I know, I don't know, because like I like the podcast and stuff. And I feel like I, I was fine. But afterwards, and it was on Zoom. I have found myself thinking, did I interrupt too much? Did I talk too much? And the funny thing is I've had people on my show say to me, like, I hope I didn't talk too much. And I'm like, there's literally no such thing. I've been doing this podcast for 600 years. I don't think I've ever walked away from it thinking a guest talked too much. Although I have been wor- I've been the person worried about that. But as a host, I never feel like someone talks too much. But still, I was on this podcast and I'm like, I feel like... I feel like what if they were all feeling like, yeah, she's not really fitting in. Like, I don't think she's doing a good job. Or what if I talk too much? Or what if I interrupted too much? Or blah, blah, blah. Um, And so the reality, like either I was fine or I was good or yeah, it wasn't my best outing. Like the reality of it doesn't really matter. It's one podcast and I can't, I, I, it doesn't like, it really doesn't matter. But I find myself thinking I'm a professional podcaster. I've been doing this for so long why am I still hung up over this stuff? So my question for you guys, like Arden, when you do stand up or yeah. Tony, when you play a show or anyone, any sort of similar thing, do you get in your head about it afterwards, even though it doesn't really ultimately matter? Of course. Okay. Of course. Yes. I wish I didn't. And I look at other, I really believe, I hate to say I try not to judge my insides by other people's outsides, mm-hmm. but I do look at people and I feel like, oh, they don't still spin out over stuff. Like I sometimes I'm like, if I was so and so, like at what point do I would I feel comfortable enough? Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not as bad as it used to be, but for sure. And and just hearing you talk, just the thought of going into a new po- podcast like that, inv- I would be nervous too. Like. I think it's only natural to feel a little tender and to feel mm-hmm. to want because because then the Zoom is done. You're back in your house where you've yeah. been for two years, like you know, <laughs> just like there's no like hang by the cooler right. after. There's no like, hey, okay, cool, thanks so much. Like you're not walking to the parking lot. Like you're just like back thinking, was I too extra with these people? That I don't much? know that well. Yes. I'm like. I absolutely would have done the same thing. Right. Like, why didn't I hang back and, like, get the flow of it more? Why did I just, like, come in, like, on 10 kind of? And I don't know. I do think it is the Zoom of it all because it's so hard to read the, like, meta Mm -hmm. communication. Definitely. 
And then yeah. even after the pandemic, I mean, I think I'm, I'm like that again, p- pandemic or not, but I think the pandemic has made it weirder because then even live shows like the hang at the green room, like where we've all, we've all been around the certain people we've been around during the pandemic. And then you're like back at a live show with people that you knew before, but you don't know that well. And then you're like, Hey, <laughs> like, and then your interactions feel like stilted and awkward because we've all gotten a little indoor cat, yes. like homeschool kid. <laughs> And then you feel like a weirdo. So like if it makes you feel any better, I feel that way in most of my interactions with people I've not been around a lot in the last two years. Me too. Okay, that does make me feel better. I went to Trader Joe's last night and the checkout person asked me if I needed a bag. And I she asked me what time it was and I told her how to build a watch. I just (laughs) went there. Before I was even done, I said, you were probably looking for a yes, no answer, which seems funny and self-aware, but it's also, I'm actually making it worse because now I'm still talking about it instead of just going, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't need a family. <laughs> and there's just no way out of it. You just, you just keep digging and you just keep getting deeper and you just think, I don't, I don't know how to be around people anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a terrible yeah. thing. No. <laughs> Tony, do you – so Tony, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Tony plays drums in Motion City Soundtrack, and he has a gold record, and I like to give him shit that it's not real, but it actually is real. Wow. Wow. How, so down. you play like huge shows. Afterwards, do you do you uh, run – like replay it in your head at all? No, not with shows. Like I feel like that's different because like that's where I'm like the most comfortable I mm-hmm. ever am in life, and it's just playing drums. So it's like these these – Songs have these drum parts. I know how to play them. Here right. they are. Play the show. Fun. More binary. Done. But like every other interaction in my life is just constantly overthought. And uh, yeah, it's just constant overthinking in my head at all times. So yeah, come about like what, you're, what Arden was saying about the pandemic and all that. Yeah. Throw all of this together. And then with what I was saying earlier about trying to now understand how to date, it's not a uh, ideal combo. I think we've all been like astronauts have been out in space and then isolated and, and then have to like re-enter the atmosphere. And even though it's nice to come back to Earth, we've all changed a little and uh, we've gotten our weird – we've gotten used to our little space pods and our mm-hmm. routines <laughs> and then like – Our freeze-dried food. Yeah. And some people – like I have some people that I know in my life that literally never – like the pandemic didn't really slow them down at all, you know, and they're kind of treat you like, wait, what? Like, oh, yeah, that like I assume they've had COVID 18,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they've had like, all the variants. Yeah. Like I know some people that just are like, yeah, I, I go eat indoors. And I have been for like 18 months. I'm like, oh, OK. I can always get a table. Yeah, I'm not that person, but I do know people – like, there's a whole spectrum of us and, like, how Mm -hmm. people – some people are, like, literally look at you and you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that it slowed me down for, like, six weeks. You know, (laughs) like, it's just – it's – but it has been – if you already tend – to me, if you tend towards a little bit of anxiety anyway Mm -hmm. or self-consciousness, I think it gets amplified – in, which I, which is actually where I try to get myself out of my comfort zone on a regular basis, just to reacclimate a little bit. Um, I think it's important to like my Rob knew my dad, and my dad was the example of a person who just basically withdraws from society, which is makes sort of an entertaining character, but like a real Boo Radley of a guy. Mm. People need to be socialized. It's not great for the psyche over time. 
So I've been trying to sort of like do things a little bit out of my comfort zone on a regular basis to like get back in the world. But when I, I, I was, think oh, oh, no, I was gonna sir? say when I think of your dad, the main thing I think about is leaving a birthday cake like on the top of the refrigerator oh. for months. Oh, there's so exactly. And you can get away with that when you've left society. There's so many quirks. <laughs> but he, he also to his credit, and I only and, and encountered him in certain times, he was so charming and uh, his quirks were uh, a plus, but I totally know what you're saying as far as it being a day-to-day thing, especially as a kid. He was a funny character, a terrible parent. Yes. <laughs> My brother and I were like, I think he was great if he was like your like neighbor or like the fun. Yeah. You don't want to be raised by him, but he was an entertaining character. 100%. But, the, but you could see where – but he wasn't happy. Like that's I think not – like when you're not socialized – I think he – his soul was tortured by not – I think the few times he actually would go to work and be around people were his happiest times even though mm. he had to like gear up for it. I think we need to deal with other people. Like okay. he it, it, his, he himself was tortured when he wasn't with people. Yeah. See, I feel like that is a little bit of a curse of like the Rosen – like me, my parents, my sister. Maybe not my sister as much but I feel like – all of us, it's so intense and jarring to be around other people yeah. that we have this, um, this desire to to recede from people but, and potentially have, like become recluses. But your podcast, like, is so the opposite of that. Which I know is it's ironic. <laughs> yeah, I know it's weird. It's like it, I I I do need it. Um, but I think I do best with it when it's is in a structure of a show. But maybe, but you've created a way to have intimacy. Maybe this is the safest way, and like to give yourself, maybe you know, like maybe this is you've built yourself yeah. the machine to give yourself what you need. That being said, I was looking at um a friend of mine down in Orange County who I uh, haven't talked to in a little while. Um. It was her birthday and I was looking at her, like what it looked like she did for her birthday and she had some celebrations. And in one of them, I was like, are they in a cabin? And it was just like a bunch of women potentially in a cabin, some kind of wood paneled staircase that I did not recognize. And I was like, oh man, going away with girlfriends to a cabin, like that sounds so much, like so much fun. I could like taste how bad I want to do that right now. Oh, yeah. So you'll do that. Yeah, yeah. But you'll you'll get to do it. It's just I, that's I was having this conversation with a friend of mine back in Canada, and they could not embrace the fact that it is a global pandemic. Uh, they kept sort of feeling like they were being punished, and I kept saying, "Oh like, yeah, yeah, it's the entire planet is affected yeah. by this." Yeah, so everybody's plans have been screwed up, yes. and everybody is having to be smart. And this dipshit couldn't. Uh, They're like, "Yeah, but I wanted to do this." It's like. Yes, yeah, I understand. Did. And there are we people. Yeah, we all wanted to do stuff. And there are yeah. entire countries that, you know, have been locked down. And then he's like, yeah, I know, I know. And they just will never understand the situation. So the flip side is, you know, that when things are better, you can go with your girlfriends to a cabin or you can, people can travel. But mm-hmm. it's, it, it, this is the sort of, especially the last year, people just had to suck it up. And yeah. decide what's the most comfortable way for them to deal with things. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. They just have to shut the fuck up and <laughs> and and just ac- accept what's happening. It's like me on a date. It's like, this is what's happening. Yeah. It's a scientific process. 
I'm going to yeah. deal with it. You know what it, I recommend over dealing with dip? I'm trying to come up with a... Oh, um, sorry. Is swearing <laughs> a bad thing? Oh, no. Swearing is fine, oh. except when I'm telling you guys about something I think you should know about, then I think oh, I'm not supposed to swear. Oh, but otherwise, it is, it's open season for swears. Let's. Got did it. you say dip scat? Dip scat or dip scoot. Yeah, you know what's better than dealing with a dip scoot is playing Switchcraft, which is a really fun match three game. Um, so match three games can be a lot of fun, but it seems like most of them are the same. The themes and characters change, but overall, it's the same boring format. Until now, uh, Switchcraft is a brand new take on match three games. Um, as you p- play, you unlock pieces of a beautiful, magical, and gripping graphic novel. It's about like witches and wizards and whatnot who go to this academy, uh, the Switchcraft Academy. Um, and so you get drawn into the story and then periodically to get to different levels and things, there's a match three game. Um, I found it really compelling and like elegant and fun how it was put together. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I don't play a ton of games like this, but I have match three games are the ones that I have played before. And this is like a, a whole new take on it. Um, so in Switchcraft, you take on the role of a witch at Pendle Hill. Oh, I said Switchcraft was the name of the academy. I cor- I stand corrected. Pendle Hill is the world's top academy of witchcraft. Play your way through hundreds of enchanting match three levels, revealing a dark and winding mystery story. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Again, download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Okay. I think it is time for us to say hello and welcome and thank you to uh, new patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special Patreon. Hello and welcome, Rhonda. Hello to Kim Caffey. She converted to an annual pledge. And hello and welcome to Joanna Bain, who increased her pledge. She is now at the texting level. We have already texts. Text? Text it. <laughs> Te- we've texts have flown between us and by the way i realize i realized that i've been saying like the texting level but not saying what the level is and it might make you guys think it's like a thousand it's the ten dollar level is the texting level um wow. that's right I'm giving it away so anyway yeah join my patreon it is super fun um okay so arden you have been not feeling well yes truth preach Tell us. Tell us what happened. I, I know a little bit, but I need more details unless it's going to make you feel icky. No, I don't want to. I don't. I just give the listeners the room to. I went out for dinner Friday night and then Saturday morning I woke up early. I was supposed to go play tennis and I did not feel good. And I, and I basically had food poisoning and I threw up all day Saturday <laughs> Hey, oh, and I with basically this is, <laughs> and so I've been on my floor or the couch or in my bed pretty much since like Friday night. I was spent Saturday on the floor in the bathroom throwing up, <laughs> and then all I want, I basically all I've eaten is apples. That's all I want to eat is apples, and um, and I put on a dress and some lipstick for you guys. And uh, just to get upright and, and trick myself. I mean, you're doing a great job. You look Thank beautiful. You. 
Oh, thank you, Rob. Thank you. You do. do you, you have your. You have like an appley sort of glow to you. <laughs> <laughs> you look cleansed. Like, You've detoxed. I've purged. detoxed. I gotta tell you, it's jarring. I mean, I feel like when you're a little kid, it, you throw up a lot. It's been a yeah. minute for me. It is a. It, it is an alarming, violent, fast, <laughs> violent and fast. Brutal. Like, it was. And I had on my little Compton sweatshirt. I just needed to be in comfort that had like the strings. I was like, I, I love that sweatshirt. I was oh, like, no, I can't throw up on the strings, like trying to get the hair back. It was it, – it's been a journey. Um, <laughs> uh, I lost two pounds this weekend because there's no moisture in my body. Uh, I couldn't keep down water. All I can drink is LaCroix. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so closest to ginger ale. And um, I'm hoping that I, – I haven't thrown up since Saturday, but um, it's nothing but apples over here. Now, did you worry that it was COVID? I'm oh, not, I it took doesn't 80, sound like it. I took 18,000 COVID oh, okay. tests. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I don't think – I have been such a weird indoor cat. It would have been hard for me to get COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the dinner was outdoors. All my, I, I'm, I've been living my life outdoors, and I pretty much hang out with people like that. So it would have been a very airborne outdoor thing. Um, but I trust me, I've taken fifty eight thousand COVID tests, and of course, I worried it was COVID. I worry everything is COVID. Yeah, same. Um, but um, no, I kept thinking the particular item of food from Friday night, and I'm pretty sure. I feel like you know when it's a food poisoning you and do. you know when it's like a norovirus. Like you know when a specific item at a restaurant has taken you down. Yes. And uh, needs to get out. And what was it? It was a salad. It was strangely. I had fish and salad. You'd think it would be the fish. I couldn't stop thinking about that salad. There was a pickle onion and I thought they didn't clean their knives. That's what Salad, salad, salad. <laughs> That's right. That is Robin Shore. Reprising her, what was it, Golden Corral? I want a salad. No. A taco salad. No. Burger. Salad. Wow. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it was a salad. We also have a drop, which I think we could use to commemorate. Now, it hasn't been a whole week of Arden feeling sick. No. But still, it's been a, a, a almost week-long chunk of time of you feeling sick. So yeah. I think we should hear that. Arden week. Uh, Oh, we so played excited. that. There was a week where you were on the Monday show wow. <laughs> and on the Thursday show. Rob, wow. I, have, I have more. I have a question for you. I have two yeah. questions for you. Yeah. Um. So before we started, Arden was saying that she was watching your show, and I was like, "Ooh, what show is it?" And then I realized from listening, it's a show that is like at the top of my list to watch. It's the it's new so Bridget good. Everett show. Are you? What do you do on that show? Well, I, 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 it is not my show. It, it's uh, called Somebody Somewhere, and I directed four of the seven. So it is definitely not my show. I was just a small, small, small part of it. Mm, uh, but it's, it's so good. It's, it's, it's all so Bridget, good. Bridget, and and Jeff and the cast and uh, Paul and Hannah who created it, and um, all all the credit goes to them. It is absolutely not um, me. Where did you film that? Illinois, rural Illinois. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I've I'm so thrilled for Bridget because she deserves it and she's so talented. But it really was this amazing group of people that um, did the show, you know, in very weird COVID protocols in very rural Illinois. So um, I'm glad people like it, but it's it is their show. And it's I'm about a-, a woman who moves back to her hometown after her sister dies. 
Yeah, it's based on Bridget's real life. Um, oh. So she grew up in this tiny town called Manhattan, Kansas. And unfortunately, her sister got sick and Bridget moved home and her sister passed away. And it was a time in Bridget's life when she just couldn't get out of her own way and s- stayed there. And she was literally had no momentum in any part of her life. So they, she and Hannah and Paul and Carolyn Strauss created the show. And, um, and the reason I think it connects with people is because Bridget's tapping into what really happened, but she's just so naturally charming and, and good. So, um, she's incredible. She and Jeff together. I didn't, I've never seen him before. He is so charming. He's amazing. I think the, the woman who plays her other sister is so good. Yeah. Mary Catherine. It was, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, again, like just being on the fringe of that was so enjoyable because they're all so nice, but it's just, um, a very lo-fi organic, cool show. So it's all, all hail them, not me. I need to watch it because we need a show because we finished Yellow Jackets. I don't know if you I've just started that. that. Pam it's, and Tommy's really fun. Yeah, yes. I've been fun. watching. Okay. So. I've been watching. We're all caught up on Pam and Tommy. I'm surprised I'm into it. I but love it. I f- like I'm almost afraid to say anything about it on social media because I feel like there's a part of it that's like we're not supposed to watch it because it's re-traumatizing. I feel like I read an article. I, okay, look, I read a headline of an article that I think was suggesting <laughs> that, that because Pam didn't consent to the series – that's like it's like you're you're a bad feminist if you're watching it or something People that being are, said it's very sympathetic i mean it makes it really makes the point that she did not agree to this tape being out there and it no. really wasn't right I think people have an issue in a big way with the fact that they recreated some of the sex tape mm-hmm. I think they feel like d- they didn't need to actually show that part of it so that, that in that area, but I will say. Which I can see their point because it did make because I've never seen the tape and it Not did either. make me go, oh, is that like like it did make me wonder about the tape. Like, I'm sure there's been more interest. So I can see how it is sort of re-traumatizing mm-hmm. her. I would say I feel watching it is sort of how I felt. You know, again, when you hear like how they're reframing Monica Lewinsky, you know, like all of like, oh, yeah. like this poor woman. And you certain you can also see – even though Tommy Lee is terrifying in it, like how he was sort of sweet with her and what, like she got caught up in it and how they did sort of belittle her on Baywatch and how she was trying to be taken seriously. And like she's, I think she comes off, you have so much compassion for this woman mm-hmm. who's treated like an object who seems so sweet and, you know, but I, I can see the point of, I think people are, the the I might, I might be wrong. I don't know if I, maybe we read different things, but the, it seemed like the part they were mad at was that they recreated the the porn and that they may well, not have needed to do that. Well, if you read beyond a headline, then you read more of it than me. And I'm not, in no, no <laughs> yeah. shade to the article. I It's yeah. just my attention span these days. Sure. I've got enough time yeah. for like a tweet length yeah. thing and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. I, Sebastian Stan and Lily James oh. are so good. Oh They're my so god! I see. I don't. Wa- I don't know Marvel movies. Like he's so good. I'm like, who is this guy? And she's great. My friend David did all the makeup. Oh, how cool! So, so he was the one operating the penis, the robotic penis. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's really fun, and, and and it does. It makes you go, oh my god! Like, you know, it's the same guy that made Itania. Like, it is framing yeah. it in a way that's like 
this poor woman. And of course, her life was the one, like, and she became a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. And she, that of course, it was okay for Tommy in some ways, like, that, that she was the one who really. Right. It didn't affect them. The yeah. Same. It's, 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 I think it's, they've done it. As, I've been enjoying it, but, but I'm, sh- you know. Tony, how do you feel about Tommy Lee as a drummer? Uh, he's a good drummer. I, I, uh, I was n- I'm not really a Motley Crue guy. I never really was, but uh, he is definitely a good drummer. I, uh, there are some specific things of his that I enjoy. But yeah, I've always thought he seemed like a big dope that plays drums well. <laughs> <laughs> he came. Jeff, did you meet him when he came on the Adam Carolla show? I don't remember. I think I did, but I, yeah, I really don't remember. Yeah, he's very charming in person. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, which you you see in the well. Actually, he comes off quite poorly in, in terrifying, which I he think is yeah terrifying. Seems fairly true to life. I didn't know his whole story, um, so I was just like, yeah, he's surprisingly charming. And then Daniel was like, "There's a lot, there's a lot there," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then I I, I read up, and now I'm getting a reeducation on this show. Tony, I have two drummers that I love in my life. Who's that? Patty Schimmel from Hole is uh-huh. my friend. Uh-huh. And um, Josh Dunn from uh, 21 Pilots. Okay. I know of them. I'm not super familiar with 21 Pilots. I don't think I've ever he, met him or anything. He's great. He's married to my friend Debbie Ryan. And uh-huh. he does a thing where they built him a platform where he stage dives with his drum kit. You should watch it. And then oh, he wow. literally <laughs> surfs the crowd and does a full drum it's only a two-person band, Twenty One Pilots. Is he in the lead singer? Uh-huh. And um, he surfs like so. He stadiums. abandons her with his drums and goes into the audience. Well, the lead singer's a guy, and he and, and he and he goes. He surfs. <laughs> he surfs like they pass him around. Wow. And he surfs. It's amazing. He's amazing. Crazy. You yeah, I can't even up. picture that. I, yeah, it's I so cool. That Weird. Yeah. What's Patty Schimmel do nowadays? Um, she's rad. She does a lot of like spoken word things for the moth and like, um, she still drums. She'll still like play with other bands and, um, she's just hilarious. She's a, um, a memoir that I'm about to read that I just got. She's so awesome. I mean, celebrity skin was like revolutionary. Yeah. Mm. Hole featured fairly prominently in Yellow Jackets. Oh my God. I just started Yellow Jackets, but then I got sidetracked by Pam and Tommy, but I'm going to come back to Yellow Jackets with Hole. And then my other thing for Rob, um, is it true that you were, you didn't realize that you were, wait, so you were like, you married Janine Garofalo as a goof, but then didn't realize it was, you were still married to her for years? Uh, no. What oh. the short version is, uh, Janine and I dated, um, when we were both working on the Ben Stiller show, we, we went out for a year. And during that year, we went to Vegas with another writer and his girlfriend and had some beverages. I thought it would be hilarious to go get married at one of those drive through chapels, but we, because we gave all this false information and, uh, we were just doing it for the physical goofiness of it. Uh, she started to say we weren't legally married. Um, but she would say in her act or in interviews that we were married because she thought it was funny and she also knew it made me a little nuts. <laughs> and um, then it just sort of, it, whatever tiny momentum it had at the time, it seems like the internet uh, makes it appear like uh, we were actually married. So the end of that is, which we never were and we're still great friends, but when there was a reunion of the Ben Stiller show in New York, I think 10 years ago, um, 
we went to a TD bank that had a notary in it and had to write up paperwork declaring that we were never married and get it notarized to, because some people in my life at that point were, <laughs> were, uh, assuming we were married. So, uh, your wife, no, not my, <laughs> no, but somebody, uh, related closely to her, uh, her mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to get legal uh, documentation that it was never the case. And so thank you, TD Bank at the corner of 56th and whatever. But uh, yeah, she's she's great. But it was a joke that uh, uh, it sort of got away from us. TD Bank for all of your banking and polygamy needs. Yeah, TD Bank. Yep. So, the D is for divorce. <laughs> what was it? Why was it not legal in the first place? Because we'd put all this phony information down, and, and I know because I had multiple lawyers check into it um, oh. when I was when I was panicking about it. Um, so the people that are married on those documents don't exist. Like I was a 52 year old tractor salesman from <laughs> Iowa, and she was somebody else. And so uh, those since those people don't exist, they couldn't get married. And since we are not those people. It wasn't legit, but it was it was a terrifying few uh, days when Got I thought it. that we were married. Got it. It was stupid. It's a similar <laughs> plot to I don't know how you feel about Friends, but never no. seen one episode of Friends. Really? Never. Oh my god! No. I, I thanks, Tony. I don't like the way, like the basis basic. What am I trying to the most basic of bitches out there probably loves friends and quotes it all the time because I'm like a special esoteric person, but I also love friends. So I will defend it, but I could be talked out of that position as well. <laughs> I wish I'd seen it. I, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld either. So uh, what? Yeah. I'm a horrible person. Are you like trying <laughs> to not are you trying to not watch the competitions comedy? No, I just never got around to it when it, it was like a phenomenon. Is it like how I've never seen Top Gun? Oh, well, that's that ridiculous. Like that. <laughs> I've never seen uh, Top Gun either. Oh have my you seen God. Top Chef? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. I it's not. Yeah. What? You've never seen Colicchio? Oh, He's my the best. God. Come <laughs> Tony, on, Tony. we should watch Top Gun and then like do a, episode, a Patreon about it. Yeah. Take my Top, breath away. Yeah, that's about the only way I would do it. I like literally have just never had any desire you to see You gotta see it. the Val Kilmer volleyball scene. 100%. I mean, I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces, but yes. I've never like seen the Same. entire movie. It's 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 a good movie. It's a, I've it's seen a the good play movie. with the boys video. <laughs> yeah. It's a great yeah. movie and you gotta remember it was made in the mid 80s and the US was in a different position, but it actually is a good action movie. If you, it's a fun movie. Yeah. All right. I'll All check right. it out. But I mean, still, do you think you, it's one of those though that if you were to watch it for the first time now, I'd love it. I love eighties movies. Yeah, I, I do I'm too. Trash. But a lot of them, you know, if you didn't grow up watching them and then you try to watch it for the first time now, I some think of it's going to still be good. I it think you're going to love it. Okay. I think it's. I I would put my money that it's still great. Right. Tom Cruise is an action star. That man is a fucking machine. Yep. He's classic Cruise. <laughs> yep. I just remembered that Arden's been on Friends. How do you feel about oh. your friend not not watching your oeuvre? So, so offended. <laughs> I, so, I, can you see how enraged I am? But I will say in my own defense, I've seen every episode of Working. So, <laughs> so there you go. who could say that? Yeah. Nobody. Thank nobody. You. It's a good thing Arden's weakened by her stomach bug or else yeah. she'd yes. be yeah. 
Yeah. Good thing I'm delirious. I'm just, I have no iron or protein in my body. It's just apples. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a talented bobcat descending upon me with her talent claws. No, but now I'm just fueled by, I'm just fueled by apples. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like green or red? What are we talking? Honey crisp. Red. Yeah. Oh, honey crisp. Mm. Or a pink lady. Oh. Both all chilled. In the refrigerator. Yes, that's how I like it too. Uh, it's gotta be chilled. Warm apples are bullshit. I need a cold <laughs> apple and a LaCroix, and that's literally all I've had since Saturday morning, and that's what I'm sticking to. You guys, no. this has been so much fun. Thank you. Arden, thank you for pulling yourself off the tile. Heck yeah, look at me. You no one would know you were sick if I didn't make you talk about it. Rob, it has been so nice getting to know you. Oh, Tony, such a, thank you. It's Ben and Jeff. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a pleasure to meet you guys. Yeah, you too. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure, even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed. Um, leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. Leave, you can rate us on any. I, like I, pretty, I think now wherever you listen, there's a way you can rate, possibly a way you can leave a review, but I know you can do it on Apple Podcasts and that helps out the show. So please keep those reviews coming. Tell your friends. Listen to my other shows. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Arden, where can everyone find you? And please plug anything you would like to plug. Well, thank you so much. They can find me on, I like Instagram the best, but I'm also on Twitter. It's at Arda Marine, M-Y-R-I-N is my last name. And I have uh, two podcasts that are both on iHeart, but they're available anywhere you get your podcasts. One is a Bachelor-themed comedy podcast that Miss Allison has been on called on. Will You Accept This Rose? And then I have a brand new one that came out uh, just last week. It's called Lady of the Road. It's with um, Julianne Robinson, who is the director of Bridgerton and the executive producer of Bridgerton. And we talk to women we admire and um, uh, sort of get like life tips from them. And uh, our first guest was Joan Jett, who was amazing. Right? That's amazing. It was amazing. I literally had to – my entire inner monologue, if you listen, is just like just talking to – speaking to you, Allison, of like how you felt at the show. On my own show, the whole inner monologue was like, just be cool, Arden. Just don't be you. Just don't say anything. (laughs) Just don't be you. Don't talk. It's fucking Joan Jett. Just lower your voice. Don't be you. Be cool. Like I've never felt more basic or hyper, you know? (laughs) You're telling me you didn't feel that way around Wayne Knight back in the day? I did feel that way okay. when he was Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Rob, what about you? I mean, obviously, everyone should go subscribe to Bad Dates Podcast. Yeah. You're very kind. Uh, yes. Uh, I would say it's just two things. It's The Bad Dates Show. Uh, oh, and I've been saying it wrong. That's okay. You get the gist. That's okay. Uh, and then... Um, uh, if somebody really wants to watch something stupid, the the second season of uh, Hanging with Dr. Z starring Dana Gould started today, so they can just look up Hanging with Dr. Z on YouTube. But I just uh, got a press release about it today. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there goes my $10,000. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. I, I, I was, it was such a delight to meet you guys, and um, and good luck with the hairbrush. Thank oh, you. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I need to you know want, what happens with the hairbrush. I will give everyone an update. Do you want to, Rob, give out your social media handles? Uh, I don't think they're going to get anybody excited. So, uh, <laughs> do the bad dates one. You have a bad yeah, dates the, Instagram. Yeah, the bad dates show at, on Instagram. Okay, wonderful. And Twitter. And Twitter, and, yes, Jeff. And Tony, I hope you know when I said, and Tony, it's Ben. 
I was just being silly. It's been wonderful. Thank you for spending your day off with us. We'll talk after the show. (laughs) Allison, I think for your fans, the last thing I would say is if you could go into the bathroom and sneak a photo of the hairbrush in its current wrong place, then then move it, take a photo of it in the right place, and then start to keep a secret photo log of it traversing the bathroom. That's smart. When you and the husband have a big fight, you go, oh, yeah, asshole, and just start flipping through these photos. It's like, (laughs) is there a fucking poltergeist in this brush? And then you just start going back and forth. Yeah, but I think your your listeners would enjoy seeing the hairbrush in the good you, spot in the bathroom. You spot. could say a man who t- tortured a lot of ladies in the early aughts with his inability to commit told me to photograph this. Yeah. <laughs> that, I couldn't. What a perfect ending! I mean, if I have to do that, though, then I have to reveal how messy our counter is. But then people oh. will understand even more so why yeah. I don't want an extra hairbrush in my space. Just you go need, tight on I the brush. The, I need the photo evidence. Okay, yeah. this is a good idea. Maybe and he's Tony, doing this to get, to give you something. You know, he knows you're going to talk about it on the show. Right. Give me something he's to talk me about. Content. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, this is good. This will give. This is going to give the next couple months of my life meaning. And I need. So I know your hair does look thick. <laughs> it's oh, thank beautiful. You. Thank you. It very does. Much. Look, you your hair is looking really nice and shiny and thick. Thank you, uh, Tony. Where can we find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. I'm not doing the drops today, so no jingle there. Uh, <laughs> Tony <laughs> Thaxton! <laughs> yeah. uh, and my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. Uh, and you can also usually hear me twice a week uh, as the on-air producer on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. I love that show! It's a, it's a good one. Yeah, it's all right. The, the host... <laughs> Not always my cup of tea. Is she but, a nightmare. You know. She must be a nightmare to work with. Well, you should you should have heard what she said to me earlier today. <laughs> uh, and you'll be back in the driver's seat next week, and we have the Doughboys on. Yeah, I love them. They are the best. Me too. And Jeff, what about you? You can find me on social media at Colonel Jeff Fox and my brand new cat. Hopefully, Big Louie the cat on Instagram and Twitter. By the time this episode airs, he is a knuckle butt. He is so cute. I cannot wait. He's so cute. He's ridiculous. He can't be contained by normal media. I have to let him out on social media. (laughs) (laughs) You did try normal media. You sent us a cat calendar. I got a cat calendar. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Lovely. I feel like him being on Instagram is just an excuse for me to kind of ease up on texting 100 pictures a day to all my friends, (laughs) mailing them calendars. I love this. You're welcome. You guys, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.